Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. Growing our seeds of greatness through failure. Hank Wagner joins us again to share with us four steps and four misconceptions from what he learned when dealing with failure. So today I'm going to bring a little closure to this painful life experience that we all live with. It's called failure. I've been transparent with you the past few weeks as I've shared a very small portion of my failures, especially those attached to my intense fear of public speaking. But I haven't given you tools or something that you can do to deal with your failures, whether they're deep personal ones like mine related to public speaking that I shared, or some of those small daily ones that you endure either in your business and your relationships or personally. I'm going to give you four steps to help you get the fruit out of all of them. Yes, there is good. There's often a lot of good, a lot of positive that comes from failure. And these four steps will help that happen. I'm also going to give you or talk about four misconceptions connected to failure. So let's look at those four steps. And all of them are necessary and extremely important. If you skip any one of them, you don't get the fruit. Step one, recognize, acknowledge, or accept the mistake or the failure. And this is really hard for some people. We've all been to sporting events or watched them on TV, and occasionally you'll see the referee will call a penalty on somebody. And immediately the athlete races over and begins to argue with the referee. Either that it wasn't his or her fault, didn't happen, or somebody else did it. They're missing the first step. Recognize, acknowledge, and accept that it was your mistake. Sometimes at at another sporting event, we'll see an athlete that has a penalty called on them. And we'll see them raise their hand. They'll raise their arm high and hold it there for an extended period of time to let everybody know, yep, I made the mistake and I accept full responsibility for it. That's the place where we need to be. Acknowledge the mistake or failure. It's okay. It happens. It happens to everybody. That takes us to step number two. Learn the lesson. If you just acknowledge the mistake and call yourself stupid or a loser for the rest of your life and never get beyond step two, which is learning the lesson, you still don't get the fruit. And the best way to learn the lesson, or maybe the best way to make sure that you learn the lesson, is to ask an extremely important question. And if you get this question and put this question into place in your life, everywhere in your life, it'll make your time during this podcast worth it. This is the only thing you need to remember out of this podcast to have a complete life change. The question is, What do I need to do differently so this never happens again? Or if it's a group or team thing, 
What do we need to do differently so this never happens again? This is an extremely powerful question. Because by asking that question, you put yourself or your team into thinking mode to come up with the solution to this mistake or this failure. And it can happen at all levels. For example, in business, you have an accident. An employee runs into a gate or breaks something. And you ask them, what can you do differently so this never happens again? then you prevent the same mistake from happening over and over. Or at least you get beyond step two to preventing that same mistake over and over. Or what about in relationships? Same thing. If you have a conflict with your spouse, and we all do, it's normal. When you have that conflict, not if you have that conflict, but when you have that conflict with your spouse, ask the question, what do you need to do differently so that this never happens again? Or you personally. If you have that mistake or that failure that you're beating yourself up about, just instead ask the question, what do I need to do differently so I don't repeat this same mistake over again? Step number three, make the adjustment. Now that seems pretty easy. Make the adjustment. If you've already accepted the mistake or the failure, you've already asked yourself what to do differently, you know what to do differently, so now it's just make the adjustment, right? But it's not always that easy. A lot of times this is a really hard step. And the reason is because we all are programmed with habits and behaviors and a lot of those are attached to the mistakes or failures that we make because we don't consciously ask ourselves what to do differently take ourselves through that process and then change the habit or behavior the same thing keeps happening over and over let me give you an example this may seem silly but sometimes looking at other people's mistakes or failures, that's the way it looks, but we all have our own. When Pam and I got married, I grew up in a, in a home where when we came into the house, the shoes came off and were left just inside the door. A lot of times the jacket came off and got hung on the couch or the kitchen table, the chair. And after we got married, that was a, an immediate conflict for us because Pam's habit, behavior, routine in her house as she grew up was the shoes came off but they went to their spot their location in the closet the coat came off and it didn't leave your hand until it went onto a hanger in the same closet so I was in my habit or behavior and just left the shoes and coat where I just automatically without thinking about it always had done for the first 20 plus years of my life. So we had this process. We identified the mistake. We asked the question, okay, just put the shoes and coat away. Simple, right? And I committed to doing that. But unfortunately, the very next time I came in the house, guess what happened? 
because I was programmed, I had this behavior that just automatically happened without thinking about it. The shoes came off and went by the door and the coat laid on the couch. And here we were back at conflict. I needed Pam to help me. So I said, whenever this happens, please help me reprogram myself and just gently, kindly, lovingly say, honey, remember we talked about this? Oh, yeah, that's right. And guess what? It doesn't happen anymore. Well, it hasn't happened for many, many, many years. So we may need to help other people get past this step, make the adjustment, have a plan, have a, a accountability partner, or whatever you need to do to help that person or that team make the adjustment. And then there's step four, move on. This should be the easiest of the four, but some people think that this is the hardest one because they are their own worst critic. That's how it is. When we make a mistake, we remember all of our mistakes. And it's like we can't forget them. We need to be able to forgive ourselves or others and move on. We've got to be able to get past that mistake. Otherwise, we never get the fruit. We never rise to the new place that overcoming that mistake allows to happen. Okay, four steps. Recognize it. Learn the lesson by asking the question, what do we need to do differently so this never happens again? Make the adjustment and move on. Okay, four misconceptions connected to failure. First one, once you overcome a failure, you will never have to experience it again. Unfortunately, that's not true. Even the same mistake. For example, I had this intense fear of public speaking, as you know, as I've shared with you over the past few weeks. And I failed miserably a number of times. Now I can make it out on the stage. I'm st I still deal with it to a certain extent. But I've overcome a bunch of it. However, because of me overcoming some of that failure and rising to another level, I have new expectations. And attached to new expectations, there's also the potential for failure. Think about it this way. All of us have a comfort zone. All people have a comfort zone. We are built to want comfort. So this comfort zone that is this imaginary circle all around us, we automatically try to remain in that comfort zone because we like to be comfortable. Outside of that comfort zone is where failure lies. So every time you overcome a failure, you increase the size of your comfort zone, but there's still that zone of failure around you. That's okay. It's normal. It's part of life. Think about it this way. Everything that is now easy for you was at one time hard. When you rode a bike for the first time, you probably had training wheels. And the first day you maybe fell off that bike 15 times. The next day you only fell off maybe 5 or 10 times. If you would have been happy with, content with that, falling off the bike with those training wheels, 
five or ten times and never moved beyond that, you'd still be at that place. But instead, you rode that bike until you never fell off. And then it was time to stretch a little bit further and you removed the training wheels. And now you wouldn't just be content with barely getting by without training wheels. You have to ride that bike through the mountains. You have to go over jumps or ride it for 30 miles at a time. You expect more. Misconception number two. The way to increase self-esteem is to eliminate failure. There's a number of people who set out each and every day to have no failure, to eliminate failure. And unfortunately, that is completely false in regards to gaining self-esteem. Instead, I believe that the way to improve, increase self-esteem is to overcome failure. Failure is going to happen, no matter how hard you try. So if you overcome it, you feel better because of it. Let me give you an example. I recently talked to a young person who had finished boot camp in the military, and she was telling me about the intense physical exercises that they were forced to go through in boot camp. And I asked her, I said, so at the end of the day, when you finally make it back to the barracks, what's going through your mind? What are you thinking about what had just happened during that day? And she said, as I looked back, as I can hardly walk and can hardly feel my body is just numb. As I look back, I say to myself, I did that. I can't believe that I did that. And she said her self-esteem rose to levels that she had never had before. Because she would have never thought that was physically possible for her to overcome or to do what they were just pushed to do. And that's one of the reasons why they put them through that process, is to help them realize that their physical abilities are much higher than they expect. Misconception number three. It's possible to learn everything to eliminate failure. That's also not true. I read many, many books on public speaking. And I still walked out that first time and fell flat on my face. You can't just read your way out of failure. Failure is a necessary component to continual improvement. You can't eliminate it. Life's paths will always contain occasional landmines of failure. It's part of the process. It's part of life. You cannot eliminate it, and you shouldn't try to eliminate it. So that brings us to misconception number four. If failure is good, and it is, or it can be, if you learn the lesson, 
put it into practice, move on. It'll take you to new plateaus that you've never been before. It'll take you places that are impossible to go without failure. So if failure is such a good thing, then sounds like we should seek to fail, right? Well, that's partially true. I have a mentor who continually says, fail early and fail often. Sounds like seeking to fail, doesn't it? Well, I don't think we should get up in the morning and saying to ourselves, okay, where can I fail today? And setting a goal to fail. Instead, I think it's to set our goals a little bit higher than they were the day before, realizing that part of the process to achieving them is likely going to include some failure. Fail early, fail often. If you had never failed in the process to riding a bike, by avoiding riding the bike, then you still would not know how to ride a bike. Don't try to eliminate failure, but also don't go out there and try to fail. Set your goals, set your expectations just a little bit higher and failure will happen on its own. And that's okay. So let me finish with this thought. I firmly believe that every person, every single human being on this planet was born with seeds of greatness. That's right. There's seeds of greatness already in you, and they've been in you since the day you were born. And it does not matter what stage of life you're in. Does not matter what age you are. Does not matter what the color of skin, your current occupation, your financial condition, your education level or status. Those seeds of greatness are still there. Waiting to be grown, matured, waiting to bear fruit. And failure is going to be a necessary part of the process to develop and mature those miraculous seeds that are in you and every other person you'll meet. Our thanks to Hank Wagner for joining us this week. To the professional dairy producers, you are the most important asset on this planet. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Brought to you by the PDPW, Dairy's professional development organization. More details at pdpw.org.